Today on The Big Inside, we take a glimpse into a bleak, apocalyptic, cybernetic future where all the massive bodybuilders are rounded up and reprogrammed to become artists. And we also drink a seltzer, like on the air. This is the next workout for your ears, and it begins right now. It's another Monday night somewhere. Wait, wait, that doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense. I, I guess it's time once again for the big inside. Broadcasting from the world-famous Public Alley 701 in the artistically inclined city of Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, and this is The Big Inside, an ongoing discussion that intersects and connects what transforms your body with what transforms the world, and then turns them both inside out. We're all about the conversation, not the education, but with our luck, you'll probably end up learning something along the way. And fortunately, we don't have a ton of announcements today, so we can jump right into the... What are you doing? What is... What are you doing? Oh, no, I was going to have a seltzer. Well, you're kind of loud, kid. We're recording. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, sorry. I didn't think you'd hear that. Yeah, that <laughs> always laughter. That um, loud. You, can, you can have a – take a drink. Now it's out, man. Have a seltzer, man. Well, no, I have to – there's still more crinkling stuff to get <laughs> into the box. So I'll just wait till after. I mean, you've already ruined the show. I mean, <laughs> one show, right? Can we just – we just want one show. Why can't we get one professional show? <laughs> Same old Justin. Oh, what is that, a shiny object? Anyway, that's that's Justin Williams. You're going to meet him in a second on the Big Deal segment of the show. Oh, my God. He's going for it. You can have your damn seltzer. You heard that? Totally, dude. It picks up everything. Oh, um, damn it. <laughs> I mean, at this point, the show's already ruined, so. <laughs> he's drinking seltzer. It's like we're, parched. We're trying to do a show. He's drinking seltzer. <laughs> You can have. I was so parched. You can have the seltzer. I mean, it's okay. The show. I mean, the show's already ruined. So let's just. You know what? We're not going to get anything more out of this. So much for creating an air of gravitas. We're just going to jump right into the big deal segment of the show. I think you're going to like what we've got for you today. It's exploring ideas of creativity and the path you should take, and it kind of has a reversal on what you would typically expect of a story that has a bodybuilder at its center. He was created for a destiny that he would deny. Yeah, so yeah, he was like built basically to be able to like throw weight around and be able to um, easily like recognizable figure. He's built and strong and um, very much muscular, so. Created by a king who would become treated like a god. He was more than a man. He was the ultimate being. He's built this way, so like, he was built in the idea of his creator as like, uh, perfect for his suited task, essentially. His big build like it's mostly just like he made him the way he is because like he wanted him to be able to not only 
decide things like without favoring one side or another, you know, just seeing things and weighing them equally. But also because like if if like something happened, you know, like and he needed to get out of a situation or fight 20 guys or even just being a protector to his creator. He built him with like these gig like big, big guy. He's a big guy. Yeah, he built him as a big guy. Strength, uh, stamina, endurance, intelligence, you know, like what you would think of like when you see like a, a kind of like a Greek sculpture, I guess, you know. Not only a man of immense size and strength and stamina, but physically ideal in the eyes of all who beheld him. Awe-inspiring. You know, he was definitely created. So when when he was around, you paid attention to him. He's like the type of person that if he was in a room, like you automatically would be like, oh shit, who's that dude? Like he's, that's a big ass fucking guy. Oh, I'm, I'm, I swear. Am I allowed to swear in that? Or? You're not allowed to fucking say any swears, Justin. <laughs> so right. fucking cut the shit, please. <laughs> I didn't know your your audience range. So I was like, oh shit! Like, did I say something bad for preschool? At, at best, preschool. <laughs> and I think I think my mother leaves it on for a parrot. But that's about the only <laughs> listeners of the show. <laughs> a parrot? What kind of parrot? Oh yeah, who knows? It's some Gouldian Finch or some nonsense, and they just uh, they don't like silence. So she's like, "All right, I'll have Christian talk for an hour." <laughs> anyway, what were you gonna say? Um, I forgot. You were talking about how fucking huge he was. Oh yeah, he was a big ass guy. So like, yeah, physically uh, impressive. You know, like he would just, um, yeah, you know. So you you would notice him, and he would be like command presence, I guess. You know, when he's there. The fate of the world rested on his mighty shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Well, like now, like in the current day where the story takes place, he's kind of just like, fuck it. All right, so uh, it's set in like a cyberpunk future world where humanity has been integrated with technology. What if it was all like, what if our mind basically was the hard drive that you could just sync with different information? So like if we're dying, then you can just sync your mind into like this massive hard drive thing called the sync system. And, and then like when you're dead, they take a new body, rebuild it synthetically, and then they just input your, your old mind back into the body. So basically the, the founder of this science who created this whole system, um, he's like revered as like this god and he rules like this like kind of tyrant king. Um, and so he's forced like the majority of the population to, to have these like cybernetic implants installed just because like he pitches it as like, Oh, it's a really good for you. It, it can detect like diseases before like um, your normal body would, and it can help fight illness, all this other stuff. But like the implants essentially control, allow him to like, control the people who have them installed. So they let just drones. So he has like a million drones. It's like the, the control he has basically, Influ he, he forces these people to believe that he's a god through like the implants and stuff so like they're devout to, like they're devoted to him and and yeah but so this woman who is like the hero and character of my story uh she lives in, like a small clan like outside of the city area like on the outskirts like in a wildly west kind of theme kind of thing and um and her her like little clan is rounded up by the king's followers essentially um, and forced to have these implants installed and, and basically become part of like the 
the group, you know? And so she escapes and basically uh, she has like an old book and like this map um, that was like passed down through her, her clan. And it basically has like the location or the rumored location of this guy who was like the first being that he created, like the king had created way, way long ago. And um, he was like made to basically, like this guy was made to be like the perfect human. So basically the girl goes looking for him and they end up teaming up to try to take down the king. That's the story. And so the adventure began. And as they traveled this dark, bleak landscape, what everyone wanted to know was, who is this perfect physical specimen? Hi, I'm Justin Williams. I am a, a master of fine, oh, crap, Paul. Can I reset? it? Master, MFA, I'll say MFA student. Do you know who yeah. you are? What are you? Yeah, well, I, I guess I'm just an MFA student. All right. Hi, I'm Justin Williams. I am uh, an, an oh, fucking Christ. I, <laughs> I'm an art. All right. I'm Justin Williams, and I'm an art. <clears throat> I'm Justin Williams. Hi. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right. I'll give you a count. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Justin Williams, and I am an art student studying visual development in San Francisco. There we go. <laughs> Justin has imagination, a big imagination. You heard that for yourself. That was the plot line to his thesis. Justin is a 26-year-old art student, finishing up his master's degree. And his work? It's remarkable. But Justin wasn't originally who you'd expect would become an artist. For most of Justin's life, he looked like, well, like that big, muscular character from the story he just told. Rather than like any stereotype of a sci-fi artist you might have. If there even is such a stereotype. I grew up in Dover, New Hampshire. Uh, when I was little, uh, my father actually had like a rose company. Um, and then apples in the fall, um, apples and peaches and pumpkins and all that. And so like when I was younger, most of my time was just spent hanging around like the farm stand and then playing in like the orchards and like the, the mud that like these big ruts of uh, mud that would be created from the tractors going through and, and spraying the fields and stuff. So I would just play in the mud. <laughs> it's on like 50 acres of land, so there's like a lot of land. It's still pretty rural in most of it. There's a lot of trees. Now, when you live out in the country, out in the sticks, it's not like you have a lot of hustle and bustle all around you. So when it comes to passing time as a kid, you sometimes have to figure out how to entertain yourself. And so, imagination became a major part of Justin's childhood play. Yeah, most of the time, like, it was just playing out outside in the woods. We would pretend to be hunting zombies or pretend to be 
and Lord of the Rings or something like yeah when Lord of the Rings came out we would go in the woods and pretend that we were part of Lord of the Rings on some epic quest I played a lot of toys like action figures mostly you know uh, yeah and watched like cartoons a lot of cartoons one of the biggest things from when I was younger that I still like love today is uh, the Ninja Turtles I love the Ninja Turtles I have like uh, hardcover copies of like the the comics that were all compiled into like a couple of editions. I just always had loved the, the Ninja Turtles. But all that imagination wasn't originally pointed towards art. I mean, this is small town America. People on farms aren't generally encouraged to become, you know, artists. Especially like in a small town area, like, oh, you can't make money art. You know, you can't make money drawing pictures. You can't do that. So like I had just like I hadn't even thought about it. You know, like I hadn't been concerned about drawing. I was like, oh, that's not anything I really care about. Is the way we get created, like our upbringing and our genetics and all that, is that really the determining factor in what we eventually become? Like, if we're told we're not meant to be something, if all the messages we get turn us away from certain paths and pursuits, and then we believe those messages, does that mean those paths really become just less viable to us? Do we actually become blind to those paths because we weren't created for them? I mean, our intuition tells us, of course not. But then, so often, we do choose our path based on who and what we were told to be. I mean, it's just like the hero from Justin's cyberpunk story. Like we were all created for just one purpose each, like he was. That we have just one direction we were meant to follow, and none other. But Justin was full of imagination. And his mind was still constantly creating. So where did all that imagination go? I mean, he wasn't being encouraged to become some great creator. So where did that wild mind of his end up getting pointed if it wasn't being pointed towards artistry? Size. In a word, Justin was getting fascinated with size. Not just any size, like the aesthetics of size, the actual creation of it. You know, like bodybuilding. Look, heroes are big. I mean, in general, heroes usually come in big sizes, right? And to a kid, heroes are really big. And when that kid has a massive imagination, the scale of those heroes then gets even more enormous. And Justin liked heroes. Zombie fighters, hobbits, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Look, it's no surprise Justin's imagination began venturing not towards artistry, 
but towards physical strength. Like the strength of heroes. And more specifically, toward physical size. So when I originally got interested in bodybuilding, um, like, I think it just started to be ingrained when I was young. Um, when I was watching, like, Batman in the mornings or uh, the X-Men at the time, you know, like, you see um, Wolverine or even just, yeah, Batman, like, they're, they have muscular, they're, they're muscular guys, you know, they have um, a presence about them that they're, they're strong characters, and, and those are two, like, standout characters I remember just because of, um, yeah, because I was like, oh, man, I want to be like them, and then, when I got older and I started reading like comic books and, and all the heroes, you know, all the male heroes in comic books for the most part have some sort of muscle muscularity. Um, like they're all, they're all jacked essentially. Well, I figured like, Oh, these guys are all awesome. They're cool. I like these guys. So I want to be like them. And then I decided to start working. I think I started working out kind of when I was like 14 ish. I guess anything you like dive into any hobby or interest, you start to like wonder um, how to get better at it or how to improve. And then you start researching and reading up on it. And, and that's how it all began, I guess. And it was quite a beginning. Now he's big time. Now he's hardcore. That because Justin stumbled onto an aspect of his makeup that no one could have previously predicted. Justin Williams was a muscular anomaly. He grew fast, like exaggeratedly fast, muscles bursting out of every part of him. I mean, maybe it was the timing of working out with puberty, or maybe it was something in his genetics, but whatever it was, it was like how he was originally created to be was expressing itself in the kind of muscle and size and shape that gym aficionados will literally spend years trying to achieve. And here was a kid stumbling into it almost haphazardly, like as if bodybuilding was just his destiny. I think I was probably 16 at the time. Um, and when I was 16, like I'd been working out for a couple years, I, I, I was a bigger guy for like my age, I guess. Um, I think I was five, nine and a half, maybe around 200 pounds. I was very lean still. I guess, you know, like it, it was a shock to me too, because especially, especially as like, uh, I went to high school and everything and people started knowing me as like the bigger freshman or the bigger sophomore guy. Let that size and shape sink in for a second. I mean, this is a 16 year old boy at about five foot nine inches, and he is walking around at 200 pounds with barely any fat on his body. Like, he's got a full set of six-pack abs. Basically, he looks like the kind of dude who has been doping for years, but he wasn't. Justin was simply a muscular anomaly, like as if his body was created specifically for this. And that's actually what everyone believed, that he was literally created as an anomaly. Well, everyone believed that, except for Justin himself. Yeah, at the time I didn't think so. I just thought like, because I had worked out a lot and been working out 
but yeah, I didn't think about it much as like an anomaly or anything. I just thought of like, oh, let's just get bigger and keep getting bigger. Yeah, all my friends at the time were pretty skinny and it's in little guys. <laughs> but even though Justin was walking around looking like a competitive bodybuilder, it actually hadn't even dawned on him. Remember, he was just in this for the aesthetic, just something to occupy his imagination. I never really had thought about competing. I just, yeah, I never really thought about it because I, I had only just liked to just work out. I mean, like I, I, I honestly didn't even think about um, like the pro bodybuilders. Like I didn't think about those guys at all. I just thought about working out and then going home, playing some video games and hanging out with girls. <laughs> So while everyone else saw a budding competitive bodybuilder, for Justin, it wasn't about that. It was, always, about creating something. It was about bringing ideas to life. This wasn't a boy obsessed with bodybuilding mythos. This was an artist's imagination creating something. Literally illustrating ideas using his own body. Ideas of power, ideas of strength, ideas of heroism. This was an artist hidden inside of a bodybuilder that no one else could see. But meanwhile, he was creating not only with his body, but also literally all around him. He was creating the same kinds of superpowers as the characters he would later create. Because when Justin walked into a room, he had presence. Just like he planned, people noticed. People responded. And by the time he was in college, he had the physicality of a mythic hero who just suddenly one day appeared. Even at UNH, like when I was working on the gym, I was like in the regular gym, I was one of the biggest guys there as a freshman. Like I was outlifting almost everybody in the, in the gym. And I remember like people would stop and watch me work out because, I don't know, it's just weird, but that's what they do. Imagine that, being so powerful that people just stop and watch you, that people literally gather around you. Yeah, I met a lot of random friends. Like, I, it was really weird. My friend, my roommates had a joke that like, like I had more boyfriends than girl, girlfriends. Because there would be all these like random guys that would come up and like start talking to me or like random frat brothers who would want me to rush their frat or all that stuff, you know, like, I, I meet a lot of random guys just for being um, physically bigger. But you know, sometimes it seems like everything is just working according to fate. And fate is, you know, unavoidable. Because even though Justin all but ignored the idea of competitive bodybuilding, it seemed that competitive bodybuilding was not necessarily going to ignore him back. In 2010, Justin Williams became what everyone said it was fated that he should become. He began competitive bodybuilding. It's the thing everyone was convinced he was meant to do. 
and Justin was pretty convinced as well. Maybe our path is predetermined for us after all? But you know what happened. I mean, you had to see it coming. The prophecy was right. He won. On his first try, he won. And his second. His body really is just designed for that sport. He was just what we all imagine a bodybuilder should be. You know, whatever that stereotype is. It was just that easy for him. It was straightforward. But straightforward things don't usually require much in the way of, you know, creativity. Things that come easy don't often fulfill our imagination. And in spite of doing well, Justin found it all, well, utterly unsatisfying. Which seems unfair at first, but just because everyone else believes you are meant to be something, is it really that unfair if that's not the path you're most inspired to take? I mean, it's just like the character in his thesis narrative. A gigantic man, covered with muscle, imbued with astounding power, and who holds and commands the attention of all who see him, yet is someone who is somehow just like, well... He's kind of just like, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, bodybuilding was fun. For a while. And for a while, it preoccupied his imagination and his desire to create things. But ultimately, in spite of everyone thinking it was ideal for him, it just wasn't enough. Justin needed to express more. There was something else to him. Something that wasn't based on how his body was created. And it was something inside of him. And that's when he had a very simple epiphany. Um, all these games I play and all the, the comic books I'd read, uh, someone had to design all that stuff. Like someone's making money doing that. And so um, I decided like, uh, I kind of want to do that. So I started looking at schools and um, they were all, a lot of schools are mostly like really bachelor degree oriented, which makes sense. But um, there's like a lot of assumptions that you know, like about this stuff or that. And so I didn't have any, any traditional drawing skills or anything. Like I'd never been taught anything. And so I remember like the summer going into my senior year, I started to like look up artists in the area. I started to drive like two hours away to try to like learn to draw from this guy. And I mean, it was helpful um, and helped me a lot because I didn't know anything. So anything at that point was good. And he was he was patient, helped me with stuff. And like I remember like I went there for a couple hours and then we drive home. But yeah, so it's been um, it's a it's just a lot of ketchup. It's always ketchup for me with this. Well, it ain't mustard, kid. <laughs> anyway, um, that's the worst. <laughs> I, I'm a horrible person. All right. Um, it ain't mustard. It ain't mustard, kid. <laughs> uh, it's every day. Um, every day is a struggle with art, I think. I mean, there's sometimes when it feels redeemed, like you feel redeemed and like proud. But the idea of just the shape of the human anatomy and the body plays into everything. 
uh, whenever you design a character, you know, there's there's certain muscles you want to emphasize or certain postures that you want to push or um, a line of action that reads better than others for the character's uh, mood or emotional state. Um, and all of that relies on some knowledge of the human anatomy and body uh, and just seeing how different people can be and how like different positions and different muscular developments and different or even lack of muscle muscle like how how it builds and creates a character um and makes each character unique or different than the next every character in justin's imagination is unique every character is different he knows this because he's the creator But rather than fating each of his creations with just one dimension, based on their physicality, Justin's long journey through bodybuilding has given him an insight as an illustrator into how the way we are shaped may not be what determines who a person is. I think that's something, that's a whole other thing I'll battle my entire life. I think that every character that I've created or thought up, I've always put pieces of me inside. Um, whether they were like aspirations or, or just dreams or hopes or parts of my personality that I wish I was better at or I just didn't have at all or even um, like people who I'd want to be. Like that huge muscular character from your thesis? So for him, I think he is... Um, I guess he is what... 18 year old Justin would like to be um, I wouldn't want to be him now but just because it would be it's it would be impractical when I was really big I, I it was hard to find clothes that fit it was <laughs> these are the dreams the... these are the dreams of every 18 year old oh yeah of course of course <laughs> so basically what you're saying is that this guy really is both your 18 year old self and your 26 year old self because he is not only physically impressive everyone admires him he's strong and jacked and looks awesome but also people leave him alone yeah yeah he's he lives a very solitary life now he likes his peace and quiet i like my peace and quiet and he is a very uh, physically impressive person yeah i think that all the characters i've always thought of always have pieces of me that i put in I think that's like the basis of, of my experience. I, I, the only reason I really think I even got into bodybuilding was just because of like cartoons and, and the games and stuff that I saw and played. Um, and all the characters that I really liked the most were these dudes that were like these big dudes. So I guess in like some way, like there's a way it comes full circle, whereas games and and animation got me interested in bodybuilding and being a bigger person and, and developing my muscle and then it led me back around to now trying to create the animation and games and stuff that I want to see or I was interested in I mean some days it doesn't feel like I'm very creative but uh, <laughs> some days it just feels like I have just a fucking rock 
on top of my shoulders that just sits there for shits and gigs. But dude, it's a huge rock. <laughs> It is a very large rock. <laughs> Does how we were created really determine who we become? Does our upbringing determine our path for us? Should our genetics decide where we put our passion? It's easy to think that what we're best at is who we're supposed to become. Like it was all created ahead of time. Like the story was drawn out, colored in, and predetermined for us long before we had any say in the matter. And that all we need to do to find success is what everyone tells us our success is supposed to be. And when we're young, it's real easy to think we can see who we're supposed to be. By how we're built or the skills we pick up, It's always so darn tempting to tell someone where we think they ought to go with their life and where they shouldn't. Because when you can see clearly a character's shape and size, it feels like we just ought to know how their story should unfold. But Justin is telling us a different story. He's a bodybuilder who gave up on bodybuilding. Not out of frustration, not out of dissatisfaction, but just because he had a different story to tell. A bigger story. A story that went far beyond just how he was designed to be. Just because you were created in a certain way doesn't mean you have to live according to that predisposition like in a bleak landscape where all your decisions are made for you. It's like how the story in Justin's cartoon goes. You can escape fate. You really can outrun it. You just have to be strong enough. You just have to be heroic enough. You just have to be imaginative enough. And then, just like that, your story can change. Hey, thanks for stepping inside the big inside. We'll be back again next week to reprogram the motherboard of life using the microchip processors of physique sports. Okay, wait a minute. All right, that ending, that wasn't that bad. All right, I'll take it. In the meantime, please, please, please remember that keeping this operation afloat relies on you, our incredible listeners. We're an independently produced program, and that means we rely heavily on your help to continue growing. Your loyal subscriptions and downloads keep us alive, so help us out, won't you? Take a moment right now and share a link to this episode or any episode of The Big Inside. Just grab it either from our website, thebiginside.com, 
or from Google Play or Stitcher or iTunes, or but not from Spotify because they're jerks and won't carry indie programs like us. Oh, oh, you thought I was going to get to the whole show without coming at you, Spotify? <laughs> I don't think so, jerks. But anyway, you go to Google Play, Stitcher, or iTunes, and you grab a link to an episode, share it on your social media walls, you know, your Facebook, your Twitter, and the like, or post it to a friend's wall or post it to an enemy's wall or a stranger's or whoever. It doesn't matter. It's how you help us continue to grow and bring more great shows to you by increasing our listenership. And if you love what we do or hate what we do, we, we still want to know. Contact us directly. Become a Big Inside Big Mouth by dropping us a line. Go to the website, send us an email, or leave comment on any episode show page at thebiginside.com or on our Facebook page. Okay, real quick from today's sponsors. Today's episode was sponsored by SciSay Sports, makers of the new pre-workout formula Rekt. If you're a lifter or athlete of any sort, I really recommend you go check it out. R-E-K-T. Rekt is made of the highest dosages of its ingredients on the market. That's guaranteed. And it's going to transform how you lift. You get a better pump. You get more focus. No harsh crash. You should also go visit their website and become part of their growing community. They're just good guys all around. You can learn more about the company, SciSay Sports, S-A-I-S-E-I Sports, at SciSaySports.com. And that's where you can also buy Rekt, R-E-K-T, the pre-workout formula that, trust me, you're going to want to try. Today's episode was also brought to you once again by Scorpio Creative. It's a boutique design, branding, and marketing firm that works with small businesses and individual people even, maybe like you. If you're looking to market your business like the big guys but don't have a gigantic budget, Scorpio Creative wants to work with you and help you figure out exactly what you need, whether it's logo, website, marketing strategy, social media strategy. They're going to create a solution that's custom to the size and scale of your business to help you get ahead and look like the big guys. Get your small businesses marketing to look like the big guys by visiting them at scorpiocreative.com. And as we've already mentioned about a million times before, the big inside is independently funded. This stuff doesn't come for free, even if listening to it is. So if you like what you hear on The Big Inside, please consider dropping us a few bucks in our virtual bucket of love at our website. That means a little donation, kids. It's at TheBigInside.com. Any amount will help us keep going. Your generosity is not only appreciated, we want to chat you up on the air. In fact, why not take advantage of our growing audience and hump our leg at the same time? Why don't you make your business a sponsor of The Big Inside? Our audience is huge and it's growing and we really want to represent your products and services with an audience that is like-minded with your brand. Contact us via our website for more information, thebiginside.com. We love selling your stuff and karma is real. Now, it's time for The Little Insider. As you know, we like to end each episode of The Big Inside with what's called The Little Insider. We take something that we've been up to personally that have helped our lives improve in the last week, and we turn it into a recommendation for you guys to maybe look into this week. So, Justin Williams, what have you been doing? What have you been up to in the past week or so that you would recommend people get into in their own lives? I guess, like, well, for me lately, I've been doing these little speed paints. Like, these 45-minute little quick studies I do that are, like, just paints, Uh, I just find some picture of a fruit I like and I just paint it for 45 minutes and um, it helps me to like check in to getting ready to work and loosen up a bit and then also helps me practice my skill set and strengthen my skills. So basically you'd rather... So I guess like a speed paint a day. Okay. I think every artist actually should probably do that. Could you apply... And you could apply it to other things as well probably like just do... Yeah. uh, Do some activity that checks you in I think max 45 minutes because that way you can invest some time in it and then walk away and then be done with that and then get on to the next thing. That's awesome, dude. I like it. I'm going to speed podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Never <laughs> impossible. Could you only talk for 45 minutes? Never. Not even close. <laughs> Could, done with that seltzer yet? 
Anyway. <laughs> so this week, my little insider has been to actually write down uh, not my workouts, but my goals for that day, as opposed to just like my long-term goals. So I've been writing down like, okay, today with my exercise, it's going to be this and no more, no less. Just to sort of like check myself in, because sometimes you just go and you get in the rhythm of doing something and you're like on autopilot, you're not really conscious, you're not really present, you're not paying attention. You know what I'm saying? And that's mine for this week. It's like, why don't you just check in and write down today's goal and doing that daily as opposed to like, you know, just writing down your big goals and not really writing down the small ones that kind of put together the big goals. And I, that's it. I mean, that's the show. Hey, Justin, thanks a lot for coming on, old friend. Thank you. He took his seltzer. <laughs> All right, you're awesome, dude. Okay. Today's show was produced by the Physiculture Collaborative, who would never drink seltzer live on the air. You know, they go straight for the whiskey. Music in today's episode was all Creative Commons licensed and provided by Middle Mountain, Fall Risk, Scott Buckley, Kevin McLeod, and Graphic Melee. Please check out all of these genius artists online at places like Bandcamp and YouTube and SoundCloud and the like. Their work is not only incredible, but some of them are also my friends. That's the workout for your ears this week. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN for the Big Inside, reminding you that no matter what you do on your outside, what makes it big is what's found on the inside. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Hey.